Hello friends and welcome to episode number 151 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's the 151st episode. You know what that means. 151, that's one for every Pokemon in the original Pokemon series. <laughs> I know you know because everybody played that game as a kid. Justin, uh, let's just get right into it. Justin, did you play Pokemon? Pokemon Blue, my friend. That's my go. Yeah. If you didn't pick Squirtle, you're doing it wrong. Uh, all right, fair enough. I see. I like Vaporeon. That was my jam. Well, I mean, you couldn't, um, you couldn't start with that though. No, no, no. You can't. Not unless but you frigged around. But Eevee, um, Eevee is great. Great Pokemon. I liked I liked Blue because it had Meowth instead of whatever the analog was for Meowth in the in the red. But anyway, hey, it's a baseball podcast. Um. I'm Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He's Justin <clears throat> out in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, tough week. We'll get it. We'll get to it. We'll talk about everything. Um, we're not going to complain too much because there's really no point. Uh, check us out on Twitter. What? What was that? I was just laughing because there is no point. <laughs> there is no point. Life is pain. Follow us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. We're on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and a whole bunch more we can't even think about. We're big in the Bulgarian underground radio. Uh, find us, bfmdpodcast.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the episode. If you ever have any questions, hey, hit us up. Hit us up on the main channel, uh, our Twitter. Uh, we, we do funnies. Um, lately, it's been a lot of complaining and a lot of at baseball for brains, a lot of uh, commiserating with our friend Chris Anderson, uh, co-editor of uh, of Jay's Journal, but uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's just get right into it. Justin, how was your weekend? I should I should ask. Yeah, weekend was great. We were actually celebrating uh, the one year wedding anniversary of of two of our friends uh, out in Western Saskatchewan. So for the third straight weekend in a row, I was making pilgrimages all over the damn province. And I'm looking forward to <laughs> not going anywhere next weekend for the first time in over a month. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. Uh, they ended up, uh, it was supposed to be a wedding last summer. Uh, my girlfriend, Taryn was a, supposed to be a bridesmaid, but they ended up just eloping due to COVID. And then they had a little one year celebration. So they actually had like a nice little reception and whatnot. So Taryn got to wear her dress and they did all their, their wedding pictures on Saturday. So it was a really beautiful weekend and uh, it was nice to to celebrate something uh, so beautiful as uh, his love and marriages. So yeah, I had a great weekend. How about you? That's cute. Um, well, what did I do this weekend? I uh, visited the in-laws, uh, had a nice dinner, um, celebrated a birthday over with them. Uh, not mine. Um, but Sunday, I actually, most of the weekend I did, I, I, I was doing OT. Yep. Got to squeeze it in here before September. Cause then I'm, I got to cut back. I got to get, I got to, you know, live my life a little bit. Uh, <laughs> worked out a lot. Actually, I worked out tonight. Um, I took Friday and Saturday off and then I worked out, I did about two hours, uh, around the city tonight. I think I hit, what's my step count at? Let's check. I don't know what's going on with this piece of shit. <laughs> click, 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 click. 72 minutes of fat burning zone, 13,476 steps. 
all around the city. It was lovely. It was really nice because it was nice and cool. Yep. Uh, uh, I wish I walked thing... that much this weekend, but I didn't do much moving at all. <laughs> the other cool thing that happened was, I don't know if you're a wrestling guy. I've, I've been a fan of wrestling since I was a kid. Um, off and on, obviously, lately, uh, WWE is pretty stanky with uh, the Saudi Arabia deal. And, all, and I don't know, the way they treat their talent is kind of disgusting. But anyway, uh, it was a pretty big deal. Friday, uh, CM Punk, I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, I don't he... watch reality TV, so. Okay, well, whatever. Um, anyway, CM Punk is back, which is a huge deal for me. I was a big CM Punk fan going all the way back to 2004 or 2005, something like that, when he was in Ring of Honor many, many years ago. Uh, it's just cool. I like wrestling. And um, I don't know, whatever. It's not for everybody, but, you know, I like it. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's like pizza. It's still pizza. But anyway, let's, <laughs> let's get to baseball. Results. Yeah, we yeah got, let's, we still, let's just mow through about. this. Yeah, yeah so... Um... I want to I want to preface this with a uh, with a statistic as you, everyone knows out there I do like my statistics. This is from uh, Sportsnet Stats on Twitter. Uh, three hours ago, so after today's game, mercifully finished, um, <laughs> they posted that since August 13th, so in the past nine days, the Blue Jays are batting 088, six for 68 with runners in scoring position. This team up until this last stretch of games has been the best team in baseball of batting average with runners in scoring position. And they proceeded to have collect six hits in their last 68 chances with a runner at second base, Patrick Marsh. Mm. Um, that's going to tie into a lot of the results we talk about here, because as people know, uh, the Jays were swept in that two-game mini set with Washington and just finished losing two to three to the Detroit Tigers. So Ouch. it was a uh, one and four week against two teams who are nowhere near contention, and one of which the Nationals basically sold everything except for Juan Soto at the trade deadline. So yeah, it feels bad, man. Um, the first game was a twelve to six win by the Nationals over your Blue Jays. Alec Manoa didn't have a great start. After the game, he was actually placed in the bereavement list, so we won't we won't be too hard on Manoa. We're not too sure what's going on with with his family. Hopefully, everything is okay. Yeah, uh, I noticed that he was activated off that list today, and will start against the White Sox. But hopefully, all is right with the Manoa clan, and that. Uh, uh, but we won't we won't be too hard on the kid. I mean, he's been great. He still has a three thirty four ERA. Uh, one of the, definitely one of the highlights of the season. I would put him probably. I would say he's but, but the second best Jays performance this season behind, of course, Flatty, who's just been been great, of course. But uh, we won't be too hard on Manoa in that one. Not too much to say. The Jays were one for eleven with runners in scoring position in that game. Patrick, um, any thoughts on that on that game with, with the Nationals? No. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair that's a very fair no. Uh, game two of that series on Wednesday was an eight to five uh, victory for the Nationals over your Blue Jays. Jose Barrios. Was again a little bit shaky, uh, uncharacteristically walking batters. He had three more walks in this game, was able to give the Jays five innings. He came out of the game with like 88 pitches or something like that, and people on Twitter were, were asking, like, oh, why aren't they taking him, or why aren't they putting him back out there? And after the game, or, uh, Barry, Brios actually said that uh, he told Charlie Montoya that he was gassed and, and it would probably be better to take him out. So props on him for like saying, like, hey, man, I don't have it anymore. So... 
Uh, of course, the Jays uh, weren't able to win that game. They actually did take the lead very briefly in the seventh inning. They went up 5-4 to four and then proceeded to have uh, Adam Simber and Brad Hand give up four runs in the bottom half of the inning. Um, Patrick Simber's been pretty shaky in the last couple of weeks. Any any concern there, or do you think this is just like a little bit of a blip for him? Yes, I have concern. I want to elaborate at all. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I'm sick. I'm sick of talking uh, about it. Ask uh, me how I feel about Brad Hand. How do you feel about Brad Hand, Patrick? No. All right. Sounds great. No. The Jays if are I one could, for five. With I would position. spend the rest of my life building some sort of technology that would allow me to fill the solar system with devices so I could shout no <laughs> as loud as possible. So it would reach the far edges of space when it comes to talking about Brad hand. I'm just, <laughs> I just don't want to talk about it. That's totally fair. Um, after an off day on Thursday, the blue Jays did return home to the friendly confines of the Rogers center. It's still nice oh, to say that. Yeah. And uh, they played the Detroit Tigers, Patrick, who are not a good baseball team. Nope. Um, on on Friday's game, it was a 1-1 game. Robbie Ray was absolutely dynamite over uh, eight innings. He gave up one run, and that was in the eighth inning. Uh, it was probably one that maybe shouldn't have happened. There was an error that kind of led to it. Uh, and there was 11. Sorry, it was a wild pitch that, that led to the run Robbie on Robbie Ray's part. And there, he had 11 strikeouts in that game with zero walks. His ERA is at 279, which is absolutely insane. Please throw whatever money you need to at this man. Um, in the ninth inning, Romano shut the White Sox down. It went to extras where Trevor Richards came in and proceeded to not have a good time. He ended up being charged with three runs, two of them earned. Of course, the ghost phantom runner, whatever you want to call it, doesn't count. Adam Simber did give up two hits that led to some of those runs as well, too, after Richards was pulled. But the long story short is the Tigers scored three. The Jays could not score a run off Gregory Soto and finished 0 for 12 with runners in scoring position. Vladdy kind of broke out a little bit of his mini slump he's been in here. He hit his 36th home run in this game. That was back in the fourth inning. But the Blue Jays were only able to get five hits, Patrick, but they were still 0 for 12 with runners in scoring position, partly because they actually had five walks in the game. Uh, two uncharacteristically for Modus Gurriel Jr. Uh, but yeah, another game where the Jays had more than 10 chances with the runner in scoring position and could not muster one single hit. So that is the story of that game. What do you think about Robbie Ray, Patrick? Like, are you ready to give this guy like a, like a four-year, $80 million contract, like the Ryu deal? Um, I don't think he's going to get it from Toronto. I don't, I'm not Do you think he'll negative. get that kind of money, though, is, is what I'm asking? Uh, is that a, is no. That, you don't think he'll get no. You think he'll get more? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, man. I'm thinking, I think 17 uh, annually is, is is probably his upper, upper, upper limit. And I think we offer him probably something in the realm of 13, 14. Yeah, I, I mean, I just based on the fact that the guy has been so good and you know it's 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 been sustained now it wasn't just a one month thing like Stephen Matz was in April right like this has been a full season of great 
pitching from Robbie Ray. I mean, his career ERA is at 405, which is still very good for a starting pitcher. And it this is. season, he's he's at a 279. He's 29 years old, Patrick. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna turn 30 October 1st, so he'll be 30 in about a month and a half. Um, we signed Ryu at what his age 34 season to that four-year, $80 million deal. Um, I I would honestly be happy with giving Robbie Ray that money. I think that's what he's going to be commanding. It's a very good free agent class this offseason. There's a lot of players uh, star-studded in the lineup, and we'll end up talking about this as the as the season progresses and we get closer to that winter uh, meetings day when the, from the, all these free agents can start signing. But I, I'm ready to throw Robbie Ray as, as much money as it keeps to take him. He's a power lefty. He complements everything in our rotation well. Uh, our rotation of him, Ryu, Manoa, uh, Barrios next year as well. Those four guys are capable of doing insane things. And then if you can ever get what we hope to get from Nate Pearson as a number five starter in that rotation with Ross Stripling as your backup next year because he still has one more year of arbitration, man, you go from an opening day rotation this year that had – um, TJ Zoik in it <laughs> to that um, it'd be insane but that's just me I yeah I mean all of this is fair here's the reality is that the Toronto Blue Jays have to lock up Bo Bichette long term they have to lock up Vladimir Guerrero Jr. long term they've got to lock up Teosca Hernandez long term they've got to figure out what they're going to do with Alejandro Kirk are they going to lock him up long term uh, and that's a lot of money. And Robbie Ray at twenty million—is it fair? I, I think it's a little bit over. Um, he's had—he—he's—he's he's had a couple rough years since twenty seventeen. Obviously, this year he is Cy Young caliber. Uh, so it's kind of, for him. It's kind of like a pay me now kind of thing. Yeah. I think the Jays will under—they'll uh, try to lowball him. And then I think the Yankees will overpay him, and I think he'll be a Yankee next year, or a Red Sox, uh, and it'll be twenty twenty-two million. He'll be overpaid, and whether or not he can replicate that type of success in a different ballpark under different circumstances remains to be seen. But I think I think it's I think it's worth it to wait and see how the market evolves before we commit. I yeah. wouldn't pay him twenty million per. I would rather invest that twenty million in uh, a multitude of high leverage relief arms. Remember when I said that last season, and I said let's sign Blake Train and let's sign uh, Liam Hendricks, and look at what they're doing. Yeah, it's it's still unfortunate that Kirby Yates did get hurt because we just don't know what would have been there. Um, that's the story of the season. David Phelps, same thing. Julie Merriweather, yeah. same thing. It's the just lack, brutal. The lack of durability and consistency in the bullpen is, is what's going to ultimately decide this season. Um, obviously, the Jays are floundering right now, as are some of the teams that they're chasing. But when teams ahead of you flounder is at, is at the point where you're supposed to make up ground, they haven't been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only win the Jays have gotten this week was the, the 3 nothing win yesterday. Hunjin Ryu was great. Uh, I'm just looking at the box score here. I watched a little bit of Jays in 30, but he I know that he did go seven innings, yep. walked one, didn't give up a run. Of course, it was a 3 nothing win and struck out five. His ERA is at 354. Tim Meza and Jordan Romano combined for the eighth and ninth innings. 
worth noting that it was Romano's second day in a row pitching. And of course, Meza is kind of fresh off the IL and had pitched uh, in, in two games already this week. So um, when we get to today's game, Patrick Marsh, uh, the five to three extra innings loss in 11 innings, we'll notice that Tim Meza and Jordan Romano were both not used. Romano was likely unavailable because he, of course, he had pitched the, the last two days. And Tim Meza is still being kind of eased back in. In today's game, Steven Matz was good. He gave up a solo shot. It was Miguel Cabrera's 500th home run. So really huge congratulations to Miggy. Uh, it, it was, was too awesome. bad that it happened it against awesome. us. I got, I watched the video on Twitter when I got home. Yeah. Um, one of the true all-time greats. Never has had any controversy attached to his name. Played the outfield as a young player. when He broke in with the Flo- then Florida Marlins. He's one of only a few uh, active players with home runs at Olympic Stadium uh, as an opposing player playing the Expos. Um, yeah, he, he's been around for such a long time. He still has two more years left on his contract, so we haven't seen the last of Miguel Cabrera. He's obviously fading a little bit. He's got his average below 250, but still uh, <laughs> an easy, as easy as they ever come as, as in terms of a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. Um and unfortunately for the Blue Jays, his 500th home run uh, proved to be a run that hope that we would have liked to have not have given up because the Jays were up two to one after the eighth inning. They managed to score a run in the eighth inning, Patrick, and then of course in the ninth inning, <laughs> Marcus Semien error. Unfortunately, with two outs, Adam Simber was pitching. Uh, what should have been a routine play ended up becoming a throwing error and it led to a run scoring and the game going to extra innings where Brad hand gave up one run. Although granted it was on two fly balls and a ground uh, and a ground ball. It was on two sack flies and then a ground and of course the ground up for the third out. So in, in a normal inning without that runner, it was a one, two, three inning. But of course with the runner on second base, hand gets charged with the unearned run, even though he didn't walk a batter and didn't give up any hits in the inning. The Jays did manage to score one in the bottom of the 10th to tie it, and then they had to bring in the back end of their bullpen and Kirby Sneed, who ended up giving up two hits and being charged with two two runs, only one of them earned in the 11th. Uh, Overton came in and got an out and walked a guy as well, but uh, the Jays couldn't score in the bottom half of the 11th and ended up losing the series 2-1 to one in the game 5-3. to three. That that Samin error is really the story of the game, Patrick. We we don't get to the extra innings situations without that error occurring, and now the bullpen is is taxed after this series with with the Tigers because they've had to use basically everybody. The good news is, is we'll have Romano and Meza available for Monday's game, which we'll talk about here momentarily. But just a uh, an absolute blunder from a guy who's been obviously an, a first time All Star this year and the best second baseman offensively, at least in baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you completely. Uh, that being said, it is entirely his fault. We lost this game because he, you know, at the critical moment when we needed him to just make a routine play, yeah, he could, <laughs> uh, he boofed it. And uh, that's why we lost the game. You could tell the crowd. It was the strangest thing. I mean, obviously the crowd erupted when, when the error happened. It should have been the end of the game. should have been a win. Uh, we, you know, we'd all be in a better mood. We'd only be <laughs> four back of the of the wild card instead of four and a half. Um, yeah. 
Instead, the, the, the Jays went on to give up four runs across the next three innings. They just couldn't stop the bleeding. There's nothing they could do. The crowd was deadly silent. Uh, it, it woke up a tiny, tiny bit when they scored the, uh, the run in the 10th. Uh, and they had the bases loaded, and, and Kevin Smith couldn't get it done, which was really disappointing as well. But um, can't really blame the pitcher so much for this because the Jays went 1-for-17 with runners in scoring position. Um, that's how you lose baseball games. That's how you don't make the playoffs. That's how your team finishes uh, with 83 or 84 wins, and you spend the entire summer trying to figure out what the fuck went wrong after having such a great you know, June and July and having meaningful baseball up until about mid-August. But... I don't know, man. There's you want to blame you want to blame everybody. You want to be mad at you want to be mad at Snead. You want to be mad at Hand. You want to be mad at you know Guerrero went 0 for 4 uh, yeah. with with two walks. Chaos Hernandez 0 for 5. Alejandro Kirk did drive in a run. He went 1 for 4, which is good. Kevin Smith 0 for 5. I mean, who do you blame for this? Because there's so there were so many opportunities to score more runs than you know to be trying to squeeze out a 2-1 win yeah. in, in the ninth, knowing that this bullpen is uh, bottom three in, in Major League Baseball. So, I don't know. I, I mean, I think he, for sure you could blame Samin because the air is 100% on him. He knows it. Everybody knows it. Everybody around the world saw it. Yeah. So, it's his fault. But at the same time, one for 17 with runners in scoring position is pathetic. And if this team can't find consistency with runners in scoring position in the next um like immediately <laughs> i was gonna say their, their season is their <laughs> season is done and they might as well call up uh you know call up guys to, to get them some wax at, at major league pitching and, and just sandbag the rest of the season because it really doesn't matter that's depressing it is depressing um <laughs> I'm just upset. I'm re- this game really pissed me off because Steven Matz went out there and put on one of his best performances. Uh, yes, yeah. not a lot of strikeouts. Yes, he gave up a home run. Um, no, it should not matter that it was home run number 500, but he looked good. Thornton went out there, looked great. Richards went out there, looked great. Great bounce back for these guys. Uh, and then it was just... The rest of the way was just diarrhea. Yeah. And fuck, there's only so many times that you can get burned by this bullpen before you just stop giving a shit about the team. And you got to wonder, like, has Charlie lost the room? What's, it's like, what is it with this team? Why is the offense suddenly anemic? They're on pace to break the MLB record of most RBIs in the season or some stupid shit like that. I saw that. Twitter uh, comment there. So, somebody posted. It. I think it was even MLB's. Yeah, they've and they've and they've, they've scored eighteen runs in the last five games. So it's just like who gives a who gives a fuck? Yeah, if you're we're not. not they're games. not winning games. They're, the records don't matter. Um, MVPs don't matter. Cy Youngs don't matter. If you don't make the playoffs and you don't go deep in the playoffs with this roster, then what's what's been the whole point of this season, right? Yeah. Um. Let's look ahead at these next four games against the White oh, Sox. Fuck. 
Here uh, we go. This is really like this is the point, Patrick. If the Jays do not win three out of these four games, it's likely that the teams that we're chasing aren't going to continue to lose every game as we as we have <laughs> as the Blue Jays have. So they have to they have to start winning some games against good teams at a certain point. Uh, and tomorrow is going to be a huge test. We've got Lance Lynn, who is ten and three, the two twenty six earned run average this season against Alec Manoa, who's coming back off the bereavement list. Alec Manoa is looking to rebound, of course, off that rough start that he had. Game two, <laughs> game two. Excuse me. You've got Dylan Dylan Cease or Sessi. I'm not sure how that's pronounced against Jose Barrios, who is also looking to kind of rebound off a couple of rough starts as he's had a loss his command. It doesn't get any easier from there. You've got Lucas Giolito, who has a 3.77 ERA against Robbie Ray, who obviously has a 2.79. And then you've got Hunjin Ryu against uh, to be determined yeah, at this point for the White Sox on Thursday. So you're, you're you're pitching your best four starters against the American League Central leading White Sox, who are 19 games over 500 at 72 and 53. The Blue Jays are 64 and 57 right now, Patrick. Um, yep. It's it's rough. Uh, 64 me, and 58, 58 yeah 58 after today yeah. yeah 64 and 58 so a big difference in terms of record there the white Sox obviously have another eight extra wins than the blue jays do and with the offense struggling the way it has i'm honestly like I, i've tried to be very confident and positive in this team these last few times we've done these looking ahead segments and i'm having a hard time doing that it's it just feels like if you're not getting seven innings and less than two earned runs from your starting pitchers, you just don't have a chance to win. Like you look at the starts that our that our team had this week. Like Manoa's was the worst, obviously. Brios only gave up three runs, two of them earned in five innings. Then you had Robbie Ray give up one run in in, in eight innings and you lose. You have Hunjin Ryu give up zero in a game that you win. Then you have Steven Matz give up one in a game that you lose. So it's not your starting pitcher's fault. It's it can't really be blamed on the bullpen either, um, because the offense hasn't scored runs in this in the Tiger series. The Jays had what seven runs in total, um, less than that even. No, yeah, yeah, seven seven runs in total in three games, and your starting pitchers combined to give up two runs in those games. It's you got to score runs to win baseball games. You could have the best pitchers of all time pitching for you. You could have a rotation of complete aces and complete studs. And if you're scoring as the Jays have 18 runs in their past five games, less than three and a half runs a game, you're not going to win many. It's just, that's just baseball. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. You look at this, the pitching doesn't even matter. It's fairly balanced. Lance Lynn got beat up last week. Alec Manoa got beat up last week. Both of them are, are, are having great seasons. Yeah. Lance Lynn, probably one of the front runners for the Cy Young. Um, I don't know if he gets it or not, but I mean, it's, he, he can, you can make He's a great making case. making a case, yeah. Uh, Dylan Cease versus Jose Barrios. Uh, Barrios has had the better season, however, again, Two of his three start last three starts have been stinky. Uh, doesn't doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence. But that being said, um, there's still, you know, there's still potential for him to get the curveball going. Uh, and then Lucas Giolito, who hasn't really had a great season but hasn't had a terrible one, has to face basically our ace 
and and Robbie Ray. Uh, good luck to him. I think this is going to be uh, an interesting matchup. Uh, probably not going to be great if you're a White Sox fan. Uh, and then you've got TBD versus Hunjin Ryu. I like our chances. Ryu has bounced back quite a bit after a couple of stanky starts. I think he, at one point he was 8-6 and six and his ERA was starting to hover uh, a little bit higher than what it is right now, but he's stabilized. But really what it comes down to is it really doesn't matter who we throw it, uh, on the mound because at the end of the day, it, it's going to be all about what happens in the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning, and it, it really is going to come down to what the hitters do. Um, a lot of our guys are, are, are ice cold right now, or yeah. they're, they're, they're hitting solo shots or they're getting their two out single. Uh, so on paper, it doesn't look like this team is, is suffering too much in the hitting department. But the reality is that if they don't drive in runs, they have to wallop the white Sox. If we're going to win these games, we got to score six, seven, eight runs because you white know, Sox the bullpen a good is baseball team. Yeah. Th- they're a very good baseball team. They're, they're maybe, top three in the American league and they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs because they have such an outstanding rotation. And Mm -hmm. if we are going to make a season out of, out of this complete clusterfuck catastrophe, we've got to win at least three of these games and they have to be decisive. It can't be stretched thin going into extra innings burning out our bullpen every game. Like, we can't do it. Um, I don't know if the boys are tired or if Charlie has lost the room or what it is. Um, but these types of errors that we're seeing with um, guys not tracking down fly balls, I mean, that was a big deal a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then the, the fucking infield errors, it's just it's unbelievable, it's unbelievable Justin. It's unbelievable that with two outs, the game in hand, and our middle infielder who has had an all-star caliber season boosts the throw to first and ends the game. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Is that really, like, this is our season? If we're going to win these games, we got to win decisively. And we have to we have to smoke the White Sox. And then we're done there. We got to go back and play Detroit, and then we've got to kick their asses. And we really have to make a statement out of this week. I believe we have seven games this week. Yep. No days they, off. They play. Th- I believe they're in. A, they're in the middle of a stretch of thirteen games in thirteen days, including the three that they just played. So it's gonna be rough sledding. The good news, in case you still give a shit, uh, is that. The Jays still have 20 games against teams like the Twins, the Tigers, the Orioles, uh, the uh, – yeah, no, those three teams. There's still 20 games. There's a juicy amount of uh, Orioles and Twins games at the end of the season, and then uh, there's a juicy amount of games against the Yankees and Rays. We beat up on those teams. September, it's ours to lose. The schedule is designed in a way that if we – beat up on these weak teams and we actually take advantage of our hitting and beat up on our divisional rivals here in in the final stretch, we're in. We're four and a half back right now. We're projected to win 87 ball games, which is five 
fewer than what we need to get into the wild card. We're going to need 92 to get wild card number two. Um, it's possible. It's very doable. The tough games uh, that we have against the White Sox pretty much represent the end of the non-Yankee and non-Rays difficult games. There's three against the Athletics, which will probably prove to be uh, extremely important. But again, Oakland is in the same boat as us. They're floundering right now. They're three and seven in their last ten. They're in rough shape. There's still hope. But it all starts with these games against the White Sox. It, it comes down to the boys have to go in there with the mentality that we have to clobber these guys into oblivion. We have to make them suffer. You know, eight to two, nine to three, whatever it takes, just pummel them. Get their starters out early, hack into their bullpen, and try like hell not to put in our the vulnerable parts of our pen in there and for god's sake call up nate pearson because he's got to be at this point a better option than than serving up brad hand into these unfortunate situations where he's got a pitch in the tent and he just doesn't have his best stuff this year should we talk about that no brad hand <laughs> not today no I, we're done I, we've we've done enough of this today <laughs> do you do you have hope though after my little speech yeah man there's 40 games left four and a half games out of a wild card spot as you as you highlighted there's still 20 half of our schedules against teams that that you should win the majority of games against and then the other half are against teams that the jays are chasing there's still yep. three against oakland there's none against Boston, but you've got lots against the Yankees. You still have seven games there, and you still have another series left with the Tampa Bay Rays. The division's out of reach, but it's still nice to beat the Rays anytime you can. But these yep. four games against the White Sox are crucial to to show if this team is still wanting to compete. But um, that's gonna let's wrap it up there. I'm gonna read out where you guys can find us online, and then I'm gonna leave you with a with a final tweet that kind of summarizes how I feel watching the Blue Jays right now. Um, Twitter at BFMD Podcast. Listen on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Find the show at BFMDpodcast.com. Patrick's out in Halifax. I am here in Saskatoon. Here's a tweet from Paul Frank at PWG Frank on Twitter. <laughs> Let me read this in the context that he does. Fuck this team. I'm never watching again. See you tomorrow. <laughs> that's just the blue jay season in a nutshell and we will see you guys uh sometime later this week hopefully with good news but for patrick it's justin have fun watching blue jays baseball <laughs>